All right, you guys, welcome to the first episode of our fantasy football weekly breakdown. Um, it's Luke and I here, and uh, we're just going to go over some stuff today. Luke, we want to start us off today? Here we got for the first episode, we got the preseason recap. To start off the episode, we're going to start with the ESPN power rankings. So these power rankings are made from ESPN, and they change weekly depending on your waiver wire pickups. They change weekly depending on your trades, depending on any guys getting hurt. But for the preseason power rankings, here's how it breaks down. At the number one spot, we got Evan Friday. The number two spot, we got Peyton Brousseau. Right now at the number three spot, we got Luke Belize. Number four spot, we got Ryan Fitzsimmons. At the five spot, we got Kyle Zimmerman. At the sixth spot, we got Jack Jonas. At the seventh spot, we got Nate Seahack. At the eighth spot, we got Antonio Carlos. Nine and ten are going to be Mac Little and Ruben Gentemir. Kyle, how do you think these power rankings look right now? You know, every year it's doesn't mean too much, but it is interesting to take a look at. Most of the time, they just base it completely off of each player's uh, pr- projections for the weeks and for different matchups. So Evan being number one, I feel like that makes sense to me. If you look at his team, he's got some good players. His running back room is really good, especially with his starting three with, you know, um, CMC and then JT. You know, some people like JT. I'm not as big of a fan, but then Najee Harris as uh, in his flex spot. Definitely. So, I mean, it makes sense. And then Peyton with uh, coming off his championship season, he had some great keepers with Ridley and Cook and Zeke. So, you know, he drafted pretty well. And the rankings kind of make sense if you look at the draft. Look at the bottom of the rankings. You can kind of see the teams or maybe there were some reaches or maybe there was some lack of picks that had. I know Ruben didn't have really any picks, neither did Antonio really. So that's probably why they're down there, regardless of how well they drafted. Yeah, and so to look at the power rankings, at the number two spot, I really like how Peyton drafted his team. He went into the league with his keepers as Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, and Calvin Ridley. And in his draft, he ended up getting Dak Prescott, which is one of the top five to seven quarterbacks. That was a good And he pick. also got Amari Cooper and TJ Hawkinson, which those guys can be pretty good, especially Hawkinson with Goff as his quarterback. I like that pick. I do. I think I think um, with Goff at the quarterback, they're going to rely more on T.J. Hawkinson. It's not going to be, I don't think, as much, you know, fire the ball down the field like it was at Stafford. I think it's going to be a lot of tight end and, you know, short routes. So, I don't Definitely. know. I think that's a pretty good pick. And then your team coming in at three. I mean, the whole thing kind of makes sense to me. If you look at it, it, it it's not too surprising. No, um, and, and when you look at the nine and you look at the ten teams, even the eight seed and Antonio, you can – they got some work to do. They got some work to do. Like, they, by all means, they could still finish the league in first or second with some big waiver wire pickups, maybe some big midseason trades. But right now, I, I think the power rankings are what they should be. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty fair. I, I would agree with you there. Yeah, and so for the team, what team do you think reached the most in the draft? All right. With their early picks or their middle round yeah. picks, which team do you think reached the most? All right, this is going to lead into our next topic a little bit, but I have to go with it. I think it was Nate. I think yeah. with him at picks three and four, I was sitting at pick five. I was watching Nate's draft board. I, I was trying to listen to what he was saying for months. I was really scared he was going to take one of those guys I was looking for. And so when I saw him go up and take Josh Jacobs and then James Robinson, not that those aren't good players and not that they might not be great, I just feel like – at that draft spot, there was much more available for him. 
Yeah, I mean, it was hard because he did he did get taken away Gibson and Najee Harris from him, and maybe he panicked a little bit and didn't know who to pick. They're not awful picks, but at the at the three and four spot, I maybe would have looked for like Clyde Edwards and maybe even DeAndre Swift. But hey, if James Robinson and Josh Jacobs do great, it'll be awesome for him. It will be, and he could be right about this. Like we could be listening to this episode, you know, come like week ten of fantasy season. Yeah, definitely. and we could be completely wrong about this whole thing. The power rankings could flip entirely, and we have no idea at the moment. So. I mean, best of luck to Nate's team. I just think that that was a little bit of a reach for the draft position. Yeah, another another person I think that might have reached a little bit was Ruben. Ruben with his draft picks. I know he didn't have many early round picks, but when I saw he drafted Henderson, I'm not even sure he's going to be the starting back throughout the whole year. I'm thinking the Rams go for like, I don't think they'll get Gurley back, but I think they might try to sign Le'Veon or just a veteran back that can give him experience. But if Henderson's a starting back all year and he performs, then, hey, great pick. But Mike Davis as well, Falcons are like 50-50 in the run game. So it'll just be interesting to see how those two picks work out. Yeah, I don't mind the Mike Davis pick uh, nearly as much. I think Mike Davis is probably going to get like 20 carries a game still, um, or at least 20 touches, maybe you know, combination of catches and rushes. But I feel like he's pretty much like – the only running back there, unless I'm wrong, I can't think of anybody else who's in Atlanta um, besides yeah. maybe like Ito Smith or something like that. So yeah, I don't mind that. But Daryl Henderson, it's a little questionable. It's hard to trust him. I think I think last year he had some in- injury issues, and that's why Cam Akers actually eventually got to play. Um, and you can't yeah, think about. I think even Malcolm right now, Brown is there. Even right now, Daryl Henderson's out. So we'll see how how that all works out. Yeah, that's. We'll see how if he plays in the preseason. We'll see how how it looks out for him. But yeah, I mean, Ruben's team's a little questionable. Like we said, I don't even think he had a draft pick until like the fourth round. And the only reason right. he did is because he traded with you. Right. Got a couple so, keepers, but I do think he drafted decently well, though, given his situation. Oh, a hundred percent. Mike Davis, that's not a bad pick. Michael Carter, that's a pretty good pick too. Like, there's some people on his team where you never know if he he could get lucky. But yeah. I think it's gonna take it's gonna take a lot. Definitely. What team in the draft do you think is the most high risk, high reward team? Oh, that's a good question. I think the most high risk, high reward team. Honestly, I don't want to say Ryan, but I feel like Ryan's team is really good. The only question that all of us are looking at is Jalen Hurts. I think yeah. that's. That's a very high risk, but it could be a very high reward. If Ryan's right about Jalen Hurts and all these rushing yards and all this all this stuff adds up, his team's going to be insane. Yeah, and the other pick in that on Ryan's team was Swift. I do think he has a lot of upside, and he's a great running back. It's just the Lions' offense, I question. Can they move the ball? Can they score a lot? with Their, their defense is a little 50-50. Is their defense going to be on the field too much? You know what I mean? I do, and that makes sense to that's with any kind of bad teams, you always got to think about that. It's like, well, it doesn't matter how good the player is. If the team is awful, it's not going to translate very well. Yeah, 100%. Do you think there's any other um, high-risk, high-reward teams in the from the draft? You know, I was looking at Evan's team, and I did notice Evan's bench, he has a lot of those guys on there. He's got Bateman. He's got Elijah Moore. I think those are two really good picks. They're just, like you said, they're high-risk, high-reward picks. So Yeah. 
and we'll I'm not even out. I'm not even gonna lie from an outside standpoint. If I was looking at my team, I think my team is high risk, high reward. It can my team can play awesome or they could just not perform. Looking at like Chase Edmonds, J.K. Dobbins, and maybe even Kyle Pitts, those guys perform. My team will look good if if those guys are like sitting averaging like six points, seven points a game. It's gonna get a little rough, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's where we're gonna be looking back and like, oh, he was right. There's a risk. So, no, yeah, I, even, I definitely agree. Every team's got those risk players. Yeah, hundred percent. Do you think there's any? Just name a couple breakout players that you think, in fantasy wise, not not seeing in the NFL that their team's record is gonna be insane, but just fantasy wise, do you think there's any sophomore or third year breakout guys? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think. If you just go down the list, I think Ryan um, with LaVisca, that's a great pick. I think that's got a lot of upside. LaVisca didn't do bad last year as a rookie, and this year he's got Trevor Lawrence and a brand-new offense. Um, so that's – I think that's definitely going to – I think it'll pay off. Um, yeah. Honestly, Antonio keeping Joe Mixon. I know a lot of people don't trust Joe Mixon. I kind of like Joe Mixon. I think Joe – this is the time. This is finally the time where Joe Mixon, even if he's not like, you know, a top five – top 10 running back even he, i think he's gonna be sitting right around that 10 range so i think this is probably mixon's year where he stopped letting everybody down yeah and i think antonio he rounded out his bench well with odell beckham he got ronald jones and mckissick if any of their starter running backs go down jones and mckissick will produce indefinitely yeah and obj is a is a really interesting pick because i mean obj was not, not very early round pick and you think about it, it's like it's oh it's odell it's Odell, right? At the end of the day, it's still Odell Beckham. So, I mean, yeah, a couple, a couple other guys I was thinking were definitely Terry McLaurin. If if he can have a breakout season, even with Fitzpatrick mm-hmm. at the quarterback, I think he could have a breakout season. And also, scary Terry, Herbert. yes, sir. Herbert, Terry, and yeah, Herbert. I think Herbert could definitely have a breakout season this year. Sophomore year, second full year under his belt. We'll see how he does this year. Yeah, I think those are two pretty good picks. I think. I would not be surprised if I saw either of those guys have their breakout seasons for fantasy. Um, it definitely should be interesting. I'm pretty excited for the season. The preseason starts tonight with the Steelers and the Cowboys. So, Yeah, that'll, that'll be an interesting game to watch because even for fantasy, a lot of fantasy managers and a lot of fantasy owners, they want to see how their guys do in the preseason because there's a bunch of guys that can break out in the preseason, such as Najee Harris, Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, even P- Kyle Pitts or CeeDee Lamb. Those yeah. guys can break out. Their managers will be – they'll have a high ceiling on them. Oh, exactly. And tonight, like you mentioned already, CeeDee's going to be there. Najee's going to be playing. Even if they're not going to play valuable minutes, they'll be in the game and you'll see how they fit with the offense. CeeDee, not as much, but the rookies is what you really got to watch for. You got Najee Harris is pretty much – tonight, that's like the focal point is how will Najee Harris do and how is he going to be used. Yeah, and you know, I I personally I think CD is an interesting player to watch because he didn't play that much with Dak last year. I forgot how many games it was, but it wasn't it was less than half the season. I know that I think it was like four or five games. Yeah. So even I know Dak won't play tonight, or he might not even play the first or second game. But if if CD can get some reps with Dak, it'll be interesting to see how they work together if they're on the same page with things. Because CD is one of those guys that can have a breakout season. No, that's a great point. I didn't even think about that because I I think Dak got hurt somewhere in October. Right. So 
And, you know, as a rookie, when it's week five or week six, whenever you get, whenever Dak went down, you've only been in the games and you've only had so many snaps because they already had Amari Cooper and they already had Michael Gallup. So when they brought in CD, you know, it wasn't like the first couple weeks he was like their top priority. Eventually, once they realized, okay, this guy's really good, he was starting to play really well, but that was with Dalton and Danucci some weeks. So, yeah. And so we all know the Chicago fans are rated for us. So we got to see. Justin Fields, man, how does he do in the preseason? And I'm his owner, so my <laughs> my goal is to see if that if he can have a great season. I can honestly keep him next year and keep him moving forward. So it all starts in the preseason. It, can he get good reps, good snaps, good throws, even yeah. on the even on the run? Let's see what he can do. Just making plays by himself. Oh, in fantasy, having a mobile aspect to a quarterback is is ridiculous. It's yeah. it adds just so much value. Because even if they're not having a great day passing, like there's been games where Lamar will have like 100 passing yards, but he'll still have like 27 fantasy points because he had like a rushing touchdown and like 100 rushing yards. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a big part. So we'll see how Fields does first year. We not too much of a big ceiling, but we'll, if that if he can perform, it'll be great for Chicago. Oh yeah, I know. I know we're all excited. So it should be interesting. Hopefully, we have a great season. Um, yeah, we'll be looking. We'll be looking to do these episodes weekly. Um, we'll just review the stats of the week. What players had a great week? What fantasy teams are looking better and better each week? But this is just a preseason for you guys. Thank you for tuning in. If you watch the whole thing, and look forward to having a good fantasy season. Of course, thanks, guys.